This is Problem X and you're listening to Hit Start Now. You're listening to hitstartnow.com Smack Talk. Smack Talk! The competitive gaming podcast. My name is Fudd and I'll be your host for this evening. Joining us tonight, we have a man who's a formidable force in competitive fighting games. A man who recently won Ireland's Celtic Trollland Tournament and the uh, Irish Open recently as well. Missed up Problem X. Problem X, welcome to hitstartnow.com Smack Talk. Hi, yeah. Welcome. Okay, thanks for having me. Thanks Not a problem. Me. A pleasure, sir. An absolute pleasure. Now, um, I suppose we should probably start at the start. How how did you get involved in fighting games? Well, I mean, initially, I used to just uh, probably where most people started. I just started playing uh, games online um, with a group of friends or some friends that I met online, some friends that I already knew, and we just happened to be playing some Street Fighter. And um, one 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 of the guys was like, you know, there's a few tournaments that uh, goes on. This was back in, uh, like, 2011, I think. Uh, and he invited me to go to SVB 2011. That was, like, mm-hmm. my first uh, my first offline tournament where I actually finished, like, 30-something. Uh, I remember losing to... I actually lost to Ryan Hart before knowing who Ryan Hart was. So everyone was like, oh, I did pretty well to get to that stage. And then that's, that's basically uh, my first tournament and how it sort of began from there. After that tournament, I then went to... Winner Stays On, which was a weekly event at the time in uh, London's Piccadilly Circus. Um, F-Word, actually, another player slash commentator in the, in the fighting game community, actually told me about that weekly tournament. And then I started going from there, and then that's when I met all the people. Did you find it difficult to transition from casual play with your mates to kind of high-level tournament play? Um, n- yeah and no. I mean, because I didn't... I literally just came off of online and first is just playing people offline that was the most the biggest transition was playing people offline I, I actually used to play Call of Duty quite professionally um, for MLG Major League Gaming so I was quite used to competitive gaming so that wasn't um, you know a problem for me it was just the playing the game from online to offline those who play fighting games know there is quite a bit of a transition to doing that I didn't realize you were also a uh, Call of Duty player how did you get involved in that yeah, I, I used to play that like religiously online before, um, way way before Street Fighter. I was used to play like Call of Duty Four. I used to do like lots of no scope videos and stuff like that. So, and then naturally, as I was quite high on the leaderboards, people used to just contact you on the mic and be like, you know, we got land tournaments down here in like places like Leicester and things like that. So I used to go to a few of those, and I was quite well known on the uh, game battle site as well with a number four GB rank until I stopped playing. Cool. Do you still play Call of Duty on a high level? Uh, no, I haven't got to those. You know, fighting games, Street Fighter takes up too much of my time now. How did you find the uh, communities offline compared to online with Call of Duty? Um, they were like, 
they were basically the same because we used to. It's not like Street Fighter where you, you know, the game chat on Call of Duty is like lobbies full of eight people, and the game requires a lot more communication. So you find you start to understand people a lot quicker and understand how they think based on being put in the scenarios that the game puts you in. So it was more like just um, I basically knew who everybody was and how they thought and you know how they were by the time I got to meet them anyway. So before Street Fighter Four, did you play any old Street Fighter games or any old fighters? Um, well, I played a bit of First Strike on the Dreamcast console. That was only, but that was not my brother's console. I used to just play it from time to time. But that was, and I played Marvel vs. Capcom two on that same console as well. But not nothing too serious. I mean, I used to sometimes beat my brothers, but didn't really think much of it. Do you remember your first Dragon Punch? Uh, actually, I remember on First Strike, my first character I picked was Remy, which is kind of like a Gal character. Um, so that's where I sort of started. I've usually tried to detour away from Dragon Punch characters, but you know, on Street Fighter Four, Seth just had too many other tools to not use. So, yeah. Um, as regards being a touring player and a sponsored player, how yeah. exactly do you progress into being a tournament player in that in that respect? Like, what does it entail to be a sponsored player? Well, I mean. You need to you need to be able to stay focused um, and initially, most importantly, get results. That's the first thing. I mean, you can't you can't expect to progress if you're not getting into positions that are you know going to make people want to look at you and be like, oh, who's that guy? So initially, you need to play with people um, you know who are in tournament who go to lots of tournaments, and you're going to have to take a, quite a few losses before you start getting your wins. But you have to just see the bigger picture and just keep grinding through it. But, um, yeah, I mean, to get to, like, a high level of tournament play, you need to understand, you need to reflect where, why you've lost and how you've lost. So, you know, with modern-day technology, everyone has the privilege of being able to just watch back their videos almost instantaneously, which is, you know, the quickest way to learn. Um, and, yeah, literally just going traveling, traveling, playing different people, playing different people who use the same character, learning that there's more than one style. So, you know, you might beat your friend who's using one character. It doesn't necessarily mean you know how to fight that character. It just might mean you know how to fight it slightly and know how to fight him. So, you know, all those things need to be taken into consideration. But it's mainly just consistency and to keep turning up, really. Do you find it hard to uh, keep your head under pressure? Because there's a lot going on at these tournaments. They're fairly big events. And especially with the level of kind of hype that goes on in the background a lot of times, do you find it hard to keep a level head? Um, no, not really now, because I have quite a lot of experience. I mean, I've been, my first international, other than um, SVB, sorry, was um, my first international was Canada Cup 2011. So since then, I've, uh, you know, I've learned how to do a hostile crowds. I've been in the 25th anniversary, which is probably the biggest tournament Street Fighter has had. Mm-hmm. Um and which is where I beat the American champion Justin Wong, you know, in hostile territory. So, uh, you know, you get used to not only having all the hype and the big grandeur going on at these events, but also just the, um, you know, crowds going against you, things like that. You learn to block it out of experience. You learn to just go in there with a one-track mind, like, you know, keep your game plan in your head and, you know, basically execute. And, you know, it works both ways when you're on home turf and you hear, you know, lots of cheering and stuff as well. You can't let that throw you off your game as well, you know, so... It's just mainly through experience. I did start off quite a bit shaky and used to get a bit bit intimidated by those environments. But as you keep going and, you know, as the expectancy on you to perform well, uh, as you get used to that as well, that's another challenge in itself. 
Um, it's all with timing, really. Just the more you put yourself in that environment, the easier it is to, to kind of manage it. You were saying they're a bit intimidating crowds. Do you find the players themselves intimidating? No, nah, I mean, that's one thing that I've never... I think that's been one of the keys to me driving through the scene quite rapidly. I mean, you know, when I sit down to play, I come with my game plan. I, I believe I can win. It doesn't really matter who you are, whether you whether you air from, from the USA or from Japan or from Europe. You know, it's irrelevant to me. You're playing the same character who I've studied, so you're vulnerable to the same weaknesses. Okay, that's a cool way of looking at it. Um, you were mentioning Justin Wong as well, who's a world-famous player. Yeah. Um, was there any mind games between yourself and Wong? No, I mean, before the 25th anniversary, I actually beat him at the Canada Cup as well uh, in 2011. So, I mean, I don't know for him whether, you know, and back then because I wasn't, you know, well, hardly known. I was hardly known there. So that that kind of win got put down to, you know, oh, this is a random guy or, you know, it kind of got slightly discredited because nobody knew who I was. So for me, it was like, OK, I get the big stage at the 25th anniversary to beat a guy who I've already beaten, who I know I can beat. And it wasn't a fluke. So that was the mindset I had. And maybe he was out to try and prove that, you know, I got lucky before. I don't know what he was thinking, but... You know, there was no real mind games between between as such that was like you know displayed. But you know, I'm sure we both knew the history at that point. Had the match itself play out was a tight fight? Did he? Did you uh, trash him? What nah, happened nah, there? Yeah, nah, he got destroyed um, <laughs> at the 25th anniversary. That was, you know, but that was because I play um, with Andreas frequently, who's a Rufus player of a uh, Europe region. So I thoroughly knew the matchup, and I and I don't think there's that many high-level Seth players in the United States in general. So I knew I had that advantage going in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe he knew that as well. And this time, you know, there was nowhere to sort of hide from it. So, yeah, he kind of got trashed on that one. Have you fought against any of the other kind of um, the big names in esports, the likes of, say, Daigo? Never, ever played Daigo in my life. I would like to play Daigo. I have played Infiltration, who has beaten me numerous amounts of times I don't think I've beaten him in tournament that's probably like my, the player I have the worst record against um, I've played Gamer B we, he's beaten me like twice I've beaten him once but my win was the most recent one due to adaptation so I'm quite confident against him now he was obviously Evo finalist this year I've beaten mm-hmm. um, Momochi in money matches and sets um, he beat me at the 25th anniversary so you know a bit of back and forth there as well so I haven't played Daigo but the ones that I have played bar Infiltration I've either gone even with or I've you know I've at least held my grounds um, but Infiltration is definitely the, the, the only demon left for me to overcome cool excellent um, there's a lot of different kind of styles in Street Fighter you got your rush down characters your chargers your kind of brick wall turtle characters yeah what's your favourite style to play I rush down I like rush down What's your favourite yeah. style to play against then? Um, considering Rushdown beating, basically Zonas, you've got to be in Zonas. their face. So, I, I, yeah, I like I like fighting turtlers because you can't turtle. Okay, you know I like I like fighting people like like your Giles and Dalsim because you can't run away from Rushdown. Yeah, like it's too quick. Nowadays, uh, fighting games seem to take a lot of um, take a lot of online patches to rebalance their games. Um, this knocks the tears around quite a lot um it makes good player good characters slightly worse slightly worse characters better sometimes yeah do i mean you find yourself kind of following the trend of tears or do you stick to the same character me i mean i counterpick everybody now you know because i'm here to win so and i believe that 
certain characters or well, every character has limitations. So it doesn't matter how good you are. If somebody else is equally as good as you, then your character limitation will be the deciding factor. So the best thing to do is to not is to have a you know a variance of characters so you're not stuck at, or losing to the same same criteria. Um, I mean, for example, you have your grapplers like Zangief. He will always lose to zoners. So people like Sagat will always give him a hard time. So it doesn't matter what you do. If somebody else is equally putting as much effort and is as good as you, then the Sagat will you know, more or less usually win. So being a Zangief player, you don't turn up to lose to Sagat. You turn up to win. So that's when you, you, know, you should be having other characters on board, really. How many Parker characters do you have? I'd say I've got about six like, that are tournament viable and about 12 all together so six that are viable and six that I'm you know play around with or you know yeah cool excellent um you do a lot of traveling towards the uh, tournament what's the furthest you've traveled you're, you're home in Britain yes yeah so what's yeah. the furthest from Britain that you've traveled um longest flight anyway was Canada and Calgary in Canada it's probably still the longest I've been yeah how do you probably. find the fighters over over in these uh these places in comparison to your home fans um there's always a selection of characters that you'll not have in your region so when another region has those characters then they're obviously going to be better in those departments but then i found that me still being able to to you know achieve high placing results indicates that you know where i'm from we have a high level in the characters that we play um so it, literally you get just different styles and different characters being maximized in different regions which is quite quite you know quite interesting when you travel mm -hmm. which is what can get you off guard as well you know if you haven't played a good version of that character you know then it's like you're learning on the spot which is where adaptation is a big key into winning as well are there any characters that really give you a hard time m bison just that character i really hate that character um it's not so much because i don't understand him because i understand him thoroughly i've played all the best bisons in the world i've, I've beaten all of them in tournament but you know they uh that character is designed to beat majority of my characters, and due to the buffs and nerfs of other characters, he seems like a very, very strong all-round character with no vivid counterpick. So mm -hmm. it's just like um, every time you come up against him, or at least with my characters anyway, how I feel about it, that you have to, you know, there's always a an element of you have to borderline get everything right, otherwise you're always at a threat of losing. And who are your characters, if you don't mind me asking, Problem X? Uh, I play uh, Seth and C Viper on on uh, Street Fighter Four. That's my like main characters. I also play a bit of Yang now. Um, you know, some Dalsim for particular matchups, um, and some Zangief as well. Do you find it difficult to uh, to kind of transition from one character to the other if you're um, on the losing side of the tournament? Um, not really, because the characters, I know I've trained a certain way to beat particular characters. So, you know, if I keep that in mind, then it's not really the characters I'm uncomfortable with. It might just be getting a read on the player, but I'm never not comfortable in my character choice. Okay, cool, cool. And you can swing from one character to another easy, because I'll be honest, personally, I, I play a little Street Fighter. I'm a, an e Honda man. You know, but if I was to turn around now and pick, say, Ken Masters after playing a couple of E Honda matches, it would take me a couple of fights to 
get to grips with it. You can swing easily from one switch, to another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can just uh, switch. I mean, I, I was hoping that I kind of displayed that at the uh, Celtic throwdown from switching from you know from Seth to Yang against uh, um, uh, BTM Brian in the finals to combat his El Fuerte. I was able to pull out Yang, and then when he switched to Saka, I was able to just switch to Viper, and it was fine. Cool, excellent. Um, again, you do a lot of traveling. Are there any peak uh, tournaments or kind of peak locations that you love to fight in? Yeah, I mean, well, World Championships Evo is always a big one. It's always a great one. Everybody comes together there. I mean, I missed out on it this year um, due to work holidays, um, but that's always a big one I love going to. Um, I like going to, I like going everywhere, to be fair, for different reasons. I mean, I like going to, you know, I like going to places like Ireland where I've won previously. So then it's interesting to see, you know, when people know I'm coming again. They obviously mm-hmm. want to beat me now. So it's interesting to see what they're coming up with and how they've developed. So that's what, you know, sometimes in regions where you might be more, um, you know, you might be more of a stronger player, then it's always good to see what, what they're bringing for you the next time. So that, that's an excitement in itself. And then when you go to other places and you play the players who are, you know, might be slightly stronger than yourself, um, it's good to see how, you know, what, what you're coming with this time and how you fare up compared to how you fared up to the next time. So there's, you get both sides of the challenge, really. Where do you think has the uh, strongest players at the moment? So uh, I think... Every region has its handful of strongest players. I mean, generally, overall speaking, most people will be like Japan, mm-hmm. you know, but I've never been to Japan and I've the Japanese players I've played, I've been able to beat. So I, I'm not someone that just jumps on the bandwagon. I need to see it for myself. I mean, I, I've played every region. I've played Americans, Japanese, and everybody has their... They're uh, Europeans, obviously. Everyone has the things that they're good at in the game. I mean, you know, people like Luffy is extremely strong, and he's European. And, uh, you know, people like your Infiltration is extremely strong, and he's of Asian origin. And people like mm-hmm. your like your Dominions and Snake Eyes of American origin, they're all very strong, and we can all beat each other. So, you know, it's, I think it's quite getting quite balanced now. But I would say Japan was at this level before the other regions were. But now we've all kind of met up at that level now. So... I would still have to give it to Japan as they obviously got there before everyone, so yeah. Excellent. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Irish Open here a couple of weeks ago. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Problem X here has not only won the Irish... Sorry, the Irish Open wasn't a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Celtic Trollane was, but Problem X has won the Irish Open last year and Celtic Trollane this year. Um, yeah. How did the weekend go for you here at Celtic Trollane? Um it was a, it was a. Well, I really enjoyed the event. I mean, it was really well ran. First of all, there was casuals there, so he was able to. As soon as you came into the building, he was able to, you know, get get a feel out of of, of the systems and, you know, get get try your ideas out. Um, mm-hmm. I actually managed to catch the cold on that weekend, so that was the only not pleasant part. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I found the event very very uh, good. There was also the you know, ability to play Street Fighter Five there as well. Um, so that, that also additionally will make it fun but with regards to the tournament um, I really enjoyed it there were some great matches I actually enjoyed viewing um, you know some of the some of the matches that, that, that was there I mean a lot of people come up with different tactics and, and once again characters that even though um, UK and, and Ireland is almost like a stone throw away 
you can still see a complete different hand for the characters. We don't have any E-Hondas over here. We don't have, you know, no Relento players really over here. Mm-hmm. We don't have no Shakaris over here really, you know. So, um, well, even though Brian was actually from Scotland, I still, you know, he's part of the UK, but when you're talking about England, London, or at least the scene that I'm from, I don't play Sakura regularly. Um, so things like that. It was good to see those kind of characters coming out. And it was interesting for me to watch because I don't get to watch it all the time. And it was interesting when I was playing against people to see, you know, which players didn't play at their 100% potential, just maybe being under tournament nerves or thinking like, you know, I'm playing against Pobamex, who's very well, well experienced in, in this mm-hmm. element. And then the certain players who started to overcome that and started to get deeper into their game and it's just interesting to see how long it took and you know things like that so I found the tournament you know it was a great event and everybody was really nice obviously which is the most important thing and everyone had fun as well so excellent fantastic were there any uh, standout players here that you'd like to fight against uh, yeah I mean I would like to fight uh, the E-Honda Edin Bulba again because um, I think he had a lot to offer and uh I think I just kind of, I just kind of picked him out with uh, with uh, Seth, so he didn't really get anything going. But I can see he had potential in his other matches. Um, I'd like to see Fergus. Um, you know, I'd like to fight him again. I'd like to fight Cobble Cog. I mean, these kind of players here. I think they were playing maybe a bit too much Super Five, or I don't know how frequent tournaments are over there. But they, you know, I, I've played them. I know what they're capable of, and they had a few, a few drops and a few chokes in tournament um, that. You know, I would like to not see next time, so I can just get you know get the most out of them. I didn't. Get, I would like to see you know some of the the Irish uh, strongest players. Well, that I remember, people like Yolanda Pokers who couldn't turn up. People like Hound. You know, it'd be nice to get everyone, everyone in there, and then uh, in the next event. And yeah, that's what I look forward to. Cool. Could you see yourself coming back for more fights and take these boys on again? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, obviously I have to defend the title now as well, so. I'll be back to do that, and um, yeah, definitely, it's a great event. Cool, um, let's talk a little bit Street Fighter V, uh, which again, was at the Kelsey Trollin here recently. Um, did you get any hands-on, have you had any hands-on time yet with Street Fighter V? Yeah, I had quite a bit, well, only recently, I mean, I've had the opportunity to have hands-on for quite some time, living like quite local to the Capcom office, but I've just selectively not, but recently, I, actually, yesterday, I was playing quite a bit of it, um, I played so much Celtic Throwdown with um, with Armika, and uh, yesterday I was playing some Rashid at the Capcom office on the WSO stream. Excellent. And Rashid has only been announced over the last couple of days, so um, could you give us a little information about Rashid and how he plays, how you play him even? Yeah, I mean, from, you know, it's still early days, but from what I gathered, Rashid is like a, definitely a mix-up, rush-down kind of character. Uh, he's like a mix between El Fuerte and Guy. You know, he's got quite, okay. quite a bit of run pressure and he's also got like, you know, he's all over, he's everywhere. He's all over the place, like uh, El Fuerte. He's also got like his um, V-Trigger. It's kind of like, for those who know about Third Strike, it's a bit like uh, Aegis Reflector from Urian, um, where it comes up and it stays on the screen and you can go behind you, in front of you and, you know, all kind of nonsense, all kind of nasty mm-hmm. stuff. So um, very agile as well. Um, doesn't have a lot of combo opportunity, but he hits hard. So he's fast, he hits hard, um, just kind of like El Fuerte. And he's got good run pressure, which is kind of like Guy. So he's definitely an aggressive character with lots of crazy mix-ups. Excellent. Uh, have you tried out any of the other new characters? 
uh, Armika. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's like, you know, you're kind of Alex Abel type grappler. She's a grappler, but she's not a full, full on grappler like your, like your T-Hawks and Zangis. She's more like a nimble grappler. Um, so she looks good. She's got some good mix-ups, good overheads, good damage. Um, and that's really the two that I've played. I mean, the others are not, um, you know, it's quite your, it's still been your standard cost, like your original Street Fighter 2 cost. Yeah, yeah, you haven't indulged in a bit of old-fashioned Ken or Ryu, have you? Nah, I mean, I'm not, nah, not really, I mean, not really, I mean. What do you think of the new mechanic where you can't be chipped away, you'll be left with one HP at the end of the round? I mean, it's, it makes people have to earn, earn their, their win, but my only concern, maybe they might have something in place for, is how does a grappler chip you out? Because... If you know they're going for the grab, you can constantly avoid it. And if they don't have like a like a, I mean, yeah, how do they kill you? Sorry, how would a grappler kill you? If they can't, hit, how would they hit you? If you know they want to grab mm-hmm. you, yeah. So that's all they have. At least like with other characters, they may have like a, you know, like an like some kind of guess, like maybe an uppercut if you try and jump away or something like that. But I wonder, just wonder how grapplers can really take take um take the round it'll be quite hard for them they probably have ways like if you get hit or or command grab it might be the guest but it'll be quite hard i think for them to take mm-hmm. around you know so so maybe there'll be like a few v trigger skills in there i know you can chip people with super um you can chip kill them with super so you can if you have super but if you don't okay okay um with street fighter 5 coming up though uh it does mean that street fighter 4 will be kind of wavering a bit it will kind of fall into the background everybody's going to move towards Street Fighter 5 this coming Christmas can you see yourself moving along with it? yeah I mean that's where the times are you have to you're going to have to move along with it you want to stay relevant um, but yeah I mean it definitely seems less technical at the moment um, I would say so that would give lots of people I think more it will draw in more of a crowd because the game seems less technical, but still advanced. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now I understand more how fighting games particularly work, what meta games involved, what to look for in characters. I'll be really interested to start a game from new and see how quickly I can sell again. What's your uh, impression of the likes of V triggers and stuff like that in uh, the new Street Fighter? Based on your character. V triggers either used defensively or for a big attacking punish or for to reset neutral. So it still keeps the same, the same uh, meta games from Street Fighter Four. You know, I think it's just different knowledge that we'd all be acquiring. I think the top players will still be the top players, because so I think the application of knowledge is what makes them top players. It's not anything else. So once they've all got the knowledge, it's how they will apply it that will distinguish who's at which level. Cool, and as I say, as you said, you can see yourself moving on towards Street Fighter Five. Um, could yeah. you ever see yourself moving back towards first-person shooters competitively? No, I don't think so. No. I've got to uh, have too much right now. Anyway, not right now. I have too much of a of a stronghold in the fighting game community to kind of vanish like that at the moment. Could you ever see yourself moving towards other fighters outside of Street Fighter? Um, yeah. The likes of Tekken, Mortal Kombat, anything like that? Uh, Mortal Kombat, I have played a, a tiny bit. Um, if I just if I had more time, I'd definitely play that game. 
Um, Tekken, not so much. Not for me at the moment. Maybe I'll give, I might give the new ones a try. I always give things a try, but so far, Mortal Kombat is the closest next game I can see myself playing. Okay, cool. So, what upcoming tournaments are coming up next for uh, Problem X? What's next in line? Well, this week, I have DreamHack London. Then, next week, I have the Capcom Pro Tour Call of Ragnarok in Norway. And then, on that's on Friday and Saturday. Then, I fly back on Sunday for another Capcom Pro Tour event, the EGX in Birmingham. Then, the week after that, it's... Um, I'm actually free, and then I think the week after that I've got Red Fight. No, actually, no. The week after EJX, I've got Red Fight District. Then mm-hmm. two weeks after that, I've got Milan Games Week, and then a week after that, I have Canada Cup, and then two weeks after that, I have DreamHack Sweden. So it's quite a lot of events coming up now. Good lord, you sound like a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot coming up now. Oh, then Problem X, I appreciate you taking the time to come on uh, HitStatNet.com's Smack Talk here. Yeah, um, yeah no, that was, I would have been on soon if I didn't have these uh, these uh, Skype issues, but we're back up and running now. So, Not a problem at all, sir. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Is there any way people can get in touch with you? Any way people can see your videos? Yeah, any I mean, share that you'd like to give? I mean, with regards to videos, I haven't got my own YouTube channel yet. I'm quite lazy on stream equipment, which I'm working on, so I will have that up and running soon. But you can catch me. On Twitter, you can follow me at Mr. Problem X, which is the, the Twitter. Um, so yeah, that's really my main, my main, um, you know, social media source right now. So get at me on Twitter at Mr. Problem X, really, and I'll answer any questions and queries there. Right, rock and roll. Thank you very much for anybody listening. Then you can also catch Hit Start Now on, of course, HitStartNow.com forward slash hit start now on facebook at hit underscore start underscore now on twitter you can get us on youtube you can get us on twitch you'll be sick of us pretty soon thank you for listening to hitstartnow.com smack talk smack talk the competitive gaming podcast